Y'all come on in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm joking, actually. Oh, you actually thought the mandates were all over? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been watching too much Ukraine footage, see? You haven't been paying attention. You've been following the squirrel on the news, the shiny object. Hey, squirrel, Elvis sighting. Yeah, well, we're about to share with y'all some real news here. I got a couple of interesting things to share with y'all. An update on what's really happening with the mandates out here. And, and, and let me tell you, don't just go thinking that, oh, you know, that's California, you communist or you California commies, California, Forna, whatever you want to call us, because so goes California, right? What happens here is going to end up in the, in the rest of the nation if we're not careful. So we're going to bring you all that uh, story later and what you can do about it. We've actually got an attorney who is going to be with us tonight to talk about your rights. Yeah, ain't nobody talking about that. On top of the fact that nobody's talking about mandates anymore, right? Acting like everything's cool. Nobody's talking about your rights anymore. So, but we will here on the Andrea K Show. We also are going to be giving y'all a little, possibly a good little tip on the gas price situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have a little good news, a little good idea for y'all. You're likely to not hear anywhere else. Uh, but tonight's Andrea K Show. Our old friend Larry Clayman's going to be back with us. He's got a he's got a lot to say. And in fact, he, he's suggesting that the sanctions against Russia are not a good idea. Whoa, that's exact. That's not exactly conventional wisdom. So that will be interesting to hear what Larry has to say. But let me tell you, Larry is only is number two only to me for most often being right. So I'm interested in what Larry has to say. And I appreciate you guys being with me tonight. I know you have a lot of options and choices and where you get your information, and, and I'm truly honored that anybody would ever listen to me. So I say that not to brag, but just to let you know that I actually have a good record. If you're just finding me for the first time, I actually have a years and years of record of being dead on with my analysis and my predictions and getting asking the second, third, and fourth level implications of an issue and routing out the truth behind the false narrative up front. Hey, 888-344-1170. If you'd like to be a part of the show tonight, even though I've got two great guests for you guys tonight, we're going to make time for your calls if you call in. But you can also email me if you got something you want to say later on. I'm going to give you the comment line, but email me at andreakshow.com. I get lots of emails there. And uh, we are streaming live right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook page. Keep those comments rolling there. And all that being said, I got to bring in the man. He's the grease. Everybody's talking about gas. Let's talk about the grease that keeps the wheels turning here on the Andrea K Show. It's DJ Potato Skins. And I'd like to say now that I'm getting paid exactly the same as DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Did last year. It's funny because it's true. So much money, so much money. Speaking of so much money, it costs so much money to fill up your tank, Andrea. I think I paid about a million dollars just to be able to gas up around San Diego. Yeah, um, it's shocking how it's it's increasing overnight. But you know who predicted all this? Uh, let me get uh, you. No, actually. Uh, oh, uh, President Trump. Yes, Absolutely. Of course, I, I did as well because we've been talking about inflation and we've been talking about what happens for a while when you're no longer, uh, there's a little thing called supply and demand. When you got less demand than you have supply of, kind of makes pricing go up. I mean, we've been talking about these things and, and, and I do every- Like or hate Trump on the economy, yeah. he has always been spot on. Yeah, I talk about these things with Dave Elhoff every Wednesday night. We, we talk about economics. Um, you know, Donald Trump predicted this. He, he first talked about what would happen with gas prices and inflation if, if Biden took office, uh, the day before the election in 2020. 
Then he talked about it again last year after Joe Biden. The first thing that he did was write a big fat check to Putin in the form of shutting down the Keystone Pipeline and uh, uh, removing sanctions for Nord Stream 2. And Trump said in May of 2021, because see, Saki last week, we all remember, she's like, well, the gas prices are going up. Because of the Ukraine invasion. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. We we started seeing the gas prices jumping up around last May. And that's why Trump was in an interview talking about it. And he said, we are likely to see gas prices going to $7 a gallon. And that was before Ukraine. Now we're looking at, and Russia's threatening to do all kinds of shenanigans that's going to that's gonna raise the prices uh, to $300 a barrel. So what is the, uh, what's the Biden, the response by the Biden administration? They're talking about, you know, maybe say no to Russian oil. They thinking about reopening the Keystone Pipeline? No. First thing I find out over the weekend is they got hat in hand going down to Venezuela talking to the Maduro regime. And I even see Trish Regan, and I didn't see the whole interview, so you know, I'm going to cut her some slack because I think she's, she's you know, financially a heavyweight. I think you know, she's a brilliant woman. But she said she doesn't have a problem with this Venezuela plan like everybody else does. Um, I have a problem with it because going to a foreign country, particularly a socialist regime that has destroyed its own nation, should be should be a last resort option after we have done everything that we could and why would we why would anybody entertain the idea of going to the maduro regime to buy any oil gas or anything like that when we have not done everything it, it tapped into every resource that we have in this nation that doesn't make sense to me right and then on top of it then in addition to that they're planning on going to saudi arabia to ask for oil you remember Saudi Arabia, right? They're they're the country that, um, you know that we don't know the extent. I'm not going to sit here and, and I, I haven't necessarily no nobody's necessarily connected the dots between all the terrorists that took down the towers and 9/11, even though they had ties to Saudi Arabia. I can't hear you, honey. I said it just seems so simple, Andrea. Why don't we just do it here at home? Right. In fact, you know, you they're going they're twisting themselves into a pretzel to avoid using our resources here. How does it make sense to you that you would go? Is it, is it going to benefit the environment if you buy the oil from Venezuela or if you get it from here? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And and in, and, and am I not supposed to connect the dots between they're about to go to Saudi Arabia and ask for some oil at the same time that they release a Gitmo prisoner who was involved in 9-11? Huh? This is where we're at. But have no fear. Because Pete Buttigieg and Kamala is here. They did a press conference today. And guess what their solution was? Did you happen to see that? I saw it, but I didn't hear what their actual solution was. I'm afraid to ask. EV, baby. Electronic vehicles. That's their solution. They're going to send billions of dollars around this country to transportation places, different uh, financially strapped transportation, you know, like cities that transportation operations, like cities that have electric buses. As though everybody right now who's struggling with $7 a gas could just get on a bus and take a bus somewhere. Wouldn't they already be on a bus? Right? No, and, and then it gets even more insulting as they talk about how 
Um, uh, the $2 billion was to go to financially strapped transit agencies in 18 states. Why would they be financially strapped if they had customers? The reason why they don't have customers is because it doesn't work for people. So giving them $2 billion more, you think that's going to get them any more riders? Stupid. Speaking of supply and demand, there ain't any demand for it. Throwing $2 billion at it when we're already struggling with inflation ain't going to solve the problem. It's going to make it worse. Then they're going to spend a billion and a half dollars in grants. Um, to purchase more low or no emission buses. And they want to um, spend $5 billion in building a nationwide electric vehicle charging network when the average cost of an electric vehicle is $50,000. You think anybody struggling to, to fill their car with gas right now can afford a $50,000 car? It's the stupidest thing I ever heard. It's ridiculous. Not to mention the fact that ha- these things use what? Electricity. And lithium batteries that are not good for the environment. Right. This is insanity. But before I go to the phones, because we, we've got a caller holding, I did hear of a, of a little idea out there. This weekend, I was cruising around and I came to an intersection. I took a, a, a snapshot of this gas station that had, you know, over $5, average yeah. five fifty, And then it had something called E at the top of it. And it was really cheap comparatively wise. Well, that is something called flex fuel. Right. Some cars still take flex fuel. Okay. Which is, I'm no, you know, tech genius in the petroleum industry, but it's, it's part ethanol and not everybody's cars take it. Here's how you can check to see if your car takes this kind of flex fuel. All you got to do is go look at the gas cap. If your car will take this cheaper alternative and there don't, they're not, there's not as many gas stations in San Diego County that have it, but I think they have to have one in it within every five miles I've heard. So check your gas cap and see. Yeah. Hey, if it can save you a few cents, that's that's a win. Hey, it's better than a sharp stick, right? All right, quickly going to the phones. Uh, Joe from Vegas is on the line, and uh, he's got uh, comments on the, the news of the day. Hello, Joe. Hey, happy, happy. I just wanted you to know, though, you know, they are going to give you $12,500 for your electric car, okay? So if that doesn't get you excited about buying an electric car, I don't know what will. Uh, how are they going to give me? They're, they're giving. They're, excuse me. They're giving like twelve grand on a on a tax break. Is that what they're doing? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's okay. the philosophy behind it. You know, that's that's the big philosophy. But it's coming out of our pocket, right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's coming out of our pocket. These people, they have no brain. I'm telling you, these people up there, what are they thinking? We have all the oil we'll ever need, mm-hmm. and between our partners to the north of the border, north. Canada, we between us both, we should have enough oil to run our two countries here and there. Right. But no, we got to go. We got to go beg of Saudi Arabia or make a backdoor deal with Iran and Venezuela, mm-hmm. two countries that hate us. Right. I, I mean, it makes it makes no sense. It, well, it has no sort of merit whatsoever. Well, here's how it makes sense, Joe, and then I'm going to let you go because I've got Larry Clayman coming yeah. up. It makes sense if sure. you consider the real goal and the agenda of the Democrat Party and, and the Biden agenda, the New World Order globalist, right? They don't. You think they care that Venezuela, it, you know, has destroyed their nation with socialism? They're in envy of that man. Remember when Sean Penn went down there and cozied up to Hugo Chavez, right? They're digging that yeah. down there, just like they dig Cuba, right? Um, you think exactly. they if they had a problem with the Iranian regime and the Iran 
Iranian Republican Guard and uh, their system of uh, their Islamic regime going on over there where they stone women and beat them if they've been raped and beat them. The morality police running around the streets beating women for hair falling out under the Shador. They wouldn't have been funding the nuclear ambitions over there. No, they are. They have more politically ideological. ideologically in lo- uh, aligned with the Venezuelas, the Cubas of the world, the Saudi Arabians of the world, the Iranians of the world, than they do the American people and the MAGA. That's the reality, right? You, you are exactly right about that. Hey, I'm going to say one more thing and then you, I'll let you go. Uh, gas here in Vegas, uh, the cheap stations are about 425. I paid 489 for premium. I'm jealous, man. For premium last week. I'm jealous. Oh, I'm sure Never- you are. I, I know I'm singing to the choir here, but uh, it's it's a little cheaper here than it is there, but it's really high for here. Well, check, hey, Joe. Take care. Have a great one. Thank you, honey. Check. And, uh, don't check. forget. Yeah. Don't forget. We're still with them. Go Tigers. Okay. <laughs> give me Love. give me a coach. Give me a coach. I said coach. Oh, loves that Andrea Cake show. And you better believe that. That's right. Don't forget. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you, honey. I love that. We need to we need to save that clip of that, Coach O. I love that so much. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned because you know who else I love? I love my man, Larry Clayman. He is going to be here with a controversial take on the situation saying we need to not be doing these sanctions. What? Come on back. We'll give you answers. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before the break, we were talking about the uh, gas price crisis that we've got in this country. Gas prices have risen the fastest, I think, in American history and have been the highest since they've been since uh, 2008. Joining me to continue the discussion about what's going on here, as well as other hot topics of the day, is my dear friend, Larry Clayman from Freedom Watch, and he joins me now. Hello, my dear friend. Good morning, so Good evening. We don't know where we are anymore. Well, you do, so, uh, you do more media than anybody I know. I'm not surprised that you know you don't even know what time of day it is. Um, but you certainly know what, you know, the, what's that, the, the time of day as it is in terms of what's really happening in the world. So you were telling me before the show something that was like jaw dropping compared to the conventional wisdom. And that is, you're saying you think it's a mistake, all these sanctions. Everybody's like, why are we, we can't be giving, we can't be buying oil and gas from this guy. We got to be hitting him hard with sanctions. We got to cut him off at the knees financially. And you're thinking that's a bad idea. Well, you know, this is my view is that when you get up on the dance floor, Andrea, either you dance or you sit down. And let's go back historically to what happened before World War II. The Japanese had invaded many countries in Asia, and we cut them off. Franklin Roosevelt said there's going to be an oil embargo. You're not getting any oil. Now, Japan had no natural source of oil, and that was the provocation. I mean, it wasn't justified what Japan did, but that's why they attacked us at Pearl Harbor, and that's why they decided to ignite World War II, despite the fact that we were more powerful, you know, less the ships that we lost in, in the harbor, in Pearl Harbor. They felt desperate. They felt they had no, reason, no recourse. Now we've got these sanctions, which are going out except for the oil, and it's strangling the Russian economy. It's cutting them off from the rest of the world. We hear generals saying, we have nothing to lose anymore if we're not going to be part of the world. We might as well just have a nuclear war. And Putin is very unstable. He appears to be going insane, for lack of a better word. 
So my point is, is that if you're going to take care of it, you take care of it. You go into Ukraine, you clean out the rat's nest, and you do what it takes to get the job done. And remember that when Ukraine became free, when it broke away from the Soviet Union 30 years ago, we promised Ukraine that we would defend them if they would give back the atomic weapons to Russia. And we broke another promise. The American people, you know, were not part of that, but the leadership was one reason why, you know, we're going to talk in other shows about declaring independence. Mm -hmm. But but we have created now a condition where we've simply shot the bear, the Russian bear. And when you shoot, you better shoot to kill. Right. I've sent it out. I've sent I've sent it out before, you know, that little trailer from Wyatt Earp. Mm-hmm. You know, where where young Wyatt Earp's going off to the war to join his brothers in the Civil War and, and Gene Hackman, who plays the dad, says to him, where are you going, Wyatt? He says, I'm going with my brother. He says, you're not going anywhere yet. You're not old enough. But I'll tell you something. When you get old enough, when you meet very vicious people, you shoot first and you shoot to kill. Mm-hmm. And my view is if you're going to do it, you do it. You don't do half measures and just provoke the bear because the bear will get up and kill you. And, you know, when you shoot the king, so to speak, you better take the king out. What we needed to do, ultimately what we needed to do here was continue the Trump efforts of peace through strength. When um, he and and a lot of people can't really see connect the dots between him taking out General Soleimani from Iran and what this has to do with Russia. Hmm. Um, But it had a lot to do with Russia because, you know, that was their top dude over the IRGC who was responsible for most of the terrorist attacks that have been funded through Iran, including all the different 600 U.S. military that have been. Um, that had been killed by Iran. And that sent such a message on top of the fact that um, that that he did things like going to the NATO uh, allies and telling them to pony up, that he was tired of putting the, for the United States of putting all the money out there. You know, they needed to do their part. Same thing well, with nations right. at the U.N. I mean, there was a lot of different ways that people aren't talking about, even beyond just um, opening up Keystone Pipelining, shutting down Nord Stream 2. There was so many different ways in which he showed strength that it left it left the rest of people going, you know what? We can't take this dude on. He's coming at it. He came at them from so many different angles. Right. Oh, and that's what Putin's doing now. He's using the Trump playbook. OK, in, in many ways in reverse. He's evil. Trump is not evil. But he's saying, I'm going to keep you off balance. I'm going to threaten nuclear war every five minutes. I'm saying that these sanctions are a declaration of war. He's trying to get the United States and the allies to back down. But, you know, we created the situation in the sense that we we elected this brain dead president who's feeble, who's stupid, yeah. frankly. Yeah. And Putin says to himself, hey, if we're going to make a move, we've got to do it now. We've got that window of opportunity with this moron. Who's, who's our so-called president, you know, and, and that's a fact. And he wouldn't have seen it under Ronald Reagan. You wouldn't have seen it even under W. Bush. He wasn't a genius, but he certainly would have reacted. And you wouldn't certainly have seen it under Richard Nixon. You remember when the Israelis, you're, you're younger than I am, but in 1973, uh, the Egyptians caught the Israelis by surprise on Yom Kippur. Mm. And they crossed the Suez Canal and they almost overran uh, Israel at the time. And the Russians were backing. It was the Soviet Union then, the Egyptians and the other Arab states. Nixon immediately went on nuclear alert. And he told the Russians, you want to play? I'll play. And they backed off. Yeah. 
And that's the difference. And then look at the Cuban Missile Crisis, Andrew. You know, is that we were far superior to the Soviet Union in those days in military strength. We're no longer far superior. No, Putin put his, put his money in, in nuclear weapons. They're, they're more advanced than we are, and so is China. I mean, we don't even know if our missiles will shoot off. That's why they, they canceled that test. And so, so Putin thinks he has the upper hand. Now, we have to assume the upper hand. We can't look like we're afraid. When you walk down the street and that vicious dog thinks that you think he's going to bite you, he will. But I also think so, that it's not just about fear and it's not just about about strength in terms of whether or not they fear us. I, I think there's also um, our our enemies around the world know the cultural collapse that we've had in this country. They know that Biden was installed into the White House and that he's feeble. They also know that he was corrupt and ran around for eight years as the vice president d- doing all these deals with his son with Ukraine and with China and beyond. And that's not even getting into his, his and Russia. And that's not even getting into the deals he did with his brother Frank. Who was who supposedly was some energy genius, um, and there was all these energy deals that Frank got filthy rich off of, involving the Middle East, involving Honduras. Um, so they also know that Biden, that the Democrats and Biden ideologically are communist and about a centralized system of power, as well as the globalist Marxist communist movement and they're basically friends this whole the the american people that are buying into the lie that trump was the one who was putin's puppet and the democrats are the one who see putin as the as as the bad guy any american who buys into that is just is as feeble-minded as moronic as as joe biden seems to be at this point because one quick example putin has a twitter account and donald j trump doesn't now why would so that is the supreme leader of Iran. Right. Now, why would they have Twitter accounts and be able to express themselves all day long, but not Donald J. Trump? Because Donald J. Trump is the enemy of the Democrat Party and the Marxist, not Putin and not Iran. I agree with you. And, you know, that's the, the sad part is, is that President Trump would have won, I think, even with the fraud and the irregularities, if he had somewhat mock moderated the way he talks sometimes. So I'm going to give you an example. You know, when Hillary's 33,000 emails became an issue, he made a joke. Of course, they twisted it. And he said, well, maybe Putin can get to 33,000 emails. I mean, he handed that to the Democrats. And and recently he called Putin a genius. He didn't mean it that way. He meant it, you know, as people have referred to to Hitler, evil genius. Okay. They weren't a genius. In the same way that Patton would have said that was a smart move militarily, right? Strategically. Right. right. So you have to be careful. And then, you know, when we create our new government, not a new nation, we need leaders who not only have the strength of Donald Trump and we thank him for what he did, but leaders who know how to communicate in a better way. And people with courage who will stand up like Washington, like Adams, like Jefferson, like Lincoln, like Teddy Roosevelt, like Ronald Reagan. We need another Ronald Reagan right now. Reagan is turning over in his grave right now. The only thing is, is that Reagan wasn't as strong on, uh, I, he he allowed himself to be, I don't know that Reagan, is, for everything like his 64 speech, his understanding of the socialist and how they were going to get their way through the healthcare system, he still got played a little bit. It's like he didn't really see that some of the people that were considered that he viewed as, as establishment and good guy Democrats were really far left Marxist and a part of the communist movement in this country. So he understood that he understood the tactics of the Marxist, but he didn't recognize them when they were in his office. And, That's true, but you know, many presidents, and this, you know, 
deals with Trump, too. I mean, it's my yeah. book. It takes a counter-revolution to wake up America. Trump didn't know who he put on the bench. He was oh, right. stamping what these Republican lobbyists were giving him. And his judges are almost as bad as the Obama and Clinton judges. They're, well, they're worse. The because, excuse me for interrupting, because one of these judges of his refused to allow a January 6th detainee to be released on bail because he still harbored the belief that there was something that was, quote, untoward happened in the Democratic process. A Trump well, appointee. Yeah. Four, I got through it in, in my new book. It's unplugging it a little bit to take some kind of revolution. There are four Trump judges on that bench and another one, a Reagan judge, Lambert, who used to make good decisions for me when I ran Judicial Watch, which who have thrown these people in jail, peaceful protesters without bail, without trial. They're being left there. And then they're being forced to make forced confessions like you think this was Iran. Yeah. Russia. Yeah. Oh, I did wrong. I'm sorry. You know, this was bad. You know, it wasn't bad. It was good. And and they know it was good, just like the truckers who were good in Canada. And I hope the truckers make their way to Washington, D.C. Most of these people were peaceful. Look at the QAnon shaman, Andrea, who maybe he dressed like a freak. But so what? He walked into the Capitol with Capitol Police by his side. He didn't hurt anybody. And Lambert, this one good time judge, gave him three and a half years in prison. Yeah, the, he wants to set an example. Yeah, this one young man, and I'll have to leave it there because I've got a, a, an attorney coming up after this to talk about uh, vaccines and informed consent and your rights. Um, the, uh, there was a young man who just killed himself, a January 6th arrestee. He came, he walked in after the Capitol Police opened the doors, never moved from behind the velvet ropes, did nothing but take pictures and leave, and he was facing 20 years. We have political prisoners in this country. Our government is weaponized against the people. We are no better in some ways than North Korea with this kind of crap. And no Russia in many ways. In, in, right. In many ways. But here's yeah. one, let me leave you one final thought. Okay. The American people better wake up. Okay, that's the subtitle of my book. They better wake up. I go around all day long and I ask people, what do you think about Ukraine? I get a blank stare from most people. They don't They don't know the ramifications of the fact that this we have, the World War III has already started. It just hasn't reached the level yet, you know, where it affects them and their family. But if you allow the Soviet Union to be reconstituted and then they move on Western Europe, a la Hitler, one thing will lead to the next. And the American people don't understand. These are Christians and Jews. These aren't Muslims over there. These people are like us. You know, Muslims don't really care much about democracy. They don't know it. These people want freedom and they're willing to die for it. I'll tell you something, Andrea. If I didn't have a family, I would be over there with them right now. I'm not kidding you. That's how strongly I feel. Wow. Well, you know what, Larry? I'm glad you came on tonight. Gave us an interesting perspective. You're somebody that I trust and I appreciate you. And we're going to have to, we're going to have our, uh, we will be back. Larry and I will be back with you to discuss more about the Third Continental Congress and and an actual plan. I know you listeners have been emailing me and telling me I love the concept and the idea. We need you and Larry to lay out how it would work. And so we promise you that we will be bringing that to you very soon. Larry, thank you. Look forward, soul sister. All right. Take good care, my dear. All right. Now, past the point of a break. So I got to skedaddle, but you guys stay with me because you're going to want to hear this next segment. I've got a doctor coming on to talk to you about your rights. You think these mandates have gone away because you don't have to wear a mask when you go into Target? Stay tuned for this next segment. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K A Y E, and connect with her on ourfreenation.org.
Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. If you've got a comment or question or something that you want to share with us on tonight's show, before the break, we were talking to Larry Clayman about all things Ukraine and his perspective. Uh, the sanctions are, in his mind, not a good idea that we either need to be, they could just cause more harm, that we, we need, need, need to either go all in or stay out. And uh, interesting perspective, and I'd love to hear your response to that. 888-344-1170. At the top of the show, I told you all that uh, there's lots of people thinking that because uh, the State of the Union address didn't have, they didn't have masks there, that, that, that states supposedly are easing up on restrictions, that that means that uh, COVID's behind us and so are the mandates. Not so fast, particularly you here in California. There is a new slate of COVID-19. I, I, they're called vaccine laws. Y'all know I don't actually believe these are vaccinations. These are shots. And here to discuss uh, not just these shot mandates, but your rights is attorney Greg Glazer. And he joins me now. Hi there, Mr. Glazer. Thank you for being here on the Andrea, on the Andrea K Show. Thank you so much. I'm so pleased to be here. Okay. Well, let me start by telling the listeners, if they don't know, um, what some of the new slate of these shot laws, these mandates that are being proposed by Democrats here in the state. And it's quite a few. I'm going to hit just the highlights. SB 871 would require all children 0 to 17 to get the COVID shot in order to attend childcare or school. Um, SB 865 would allow kids 12 to 17 to get the shot without parental consent. SB 1993 would require all employees, including independent contractors, to show proof of a COVID shot in order to work in California. And and SB 2098 would reclassify the sharing of COVID-19, quote, misinformation by doctors and surgeons as unprofessional conduct that would result in disciplinary action. I'm not sure which one of these is the most shocking. What do you say? Well... These bills all have something in common, which is that they come from radical left Democrats and they strip the rights of Californians. It's no wonder why so, why so many people are leaving the state. That's what we're observing on the ground. And each one of these bills targets natural unvaccinated people and individuals who just want to live out their lives um, and, and stay healthy. The, the problem with these with this radical left legislation is that it's looking through a very narrow view on vaccination and health without considering the more robust and correct view of science, which is emphasizing that COVID vaccination is not the way to heal people. It's not the way to get out of this pandemic. The problem is that the mainstream and these radical left Democrats who are riding the coattails of Fauci science are pushing legislation that's not based in in reality. And so doctors all across the country are calling out these radical left Democrats and pointing out the evidence does not support their legislation. For example, our group, Physicians for Informed Consent, produced a very important document, which people can find on our website, physiciansforinformedconsent.org, and it's called COVID-19 Vaccine Mandates, 20 Scientific Facts That Challenge the Assumption. And what we do is we go through each of the main points that the system, the mainstream, pushes on people, and we identify where the scientific assumptions are made, 
and then we highlight the facts based on impeccably cited data. Let me give an example. Okay. Uh, the, the first assumption which we call out is, I'm sure folks have heard it, uh, the assumption is that COVID vaccines significantly reduce the spread of COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that proved to be false multiple times over. For example, a study of COVID in July 2021 published in Eurosurveillance found that all of the transmissions between patients and staff occurred between masked and vaccinated individuals. <laughs> you see, that's a problem for yeah. radical left Democrats because yeah. they, they're pushing this idea of massive vaccination, but the data itself doesn't support the radical left. So then they shifted to, well, okay, yeah, it, you can still get it and give it, but at least you won't go to the, have to go into the hospital, won't be severe. Then when people started having to go in the hospital, well, at least you didn't die. Now we got reports coming out of London. And I'm, I don't know if you guys have this on, um, because we're not going to get this data in, in the States. They're not going to admit to this. But there was a report last week produced out of, out of uh, Great Britain that said that nine out of 10 who are dying from, from COVID are those who have gotten the shots. That is correct. I also saw that data. Um, the takeaway point is that you are more likely to suffer and die if you are vaccinated. It is, the data is that bad. It's, it's that startling how risky vaccination is. And this, is, this should not be a surprise to people as Pfizer did everything that they could to hide their, their documents from yeah. public release. Yeah, and, and, and excuse me for interrupting, but I don't want to forget my question, and, and we've, we've only got a few more minutes. Um, they, they now we, there was a new report that came out a week ago, something like 55,000 pages or something. Dr. Malone said he was going to have some people try to go through it. Have you seen a summary yet of that? Because I can't be reading 55,000 pages. It is a lot to to read, and I think that that those kind of summaries are going to come out soon okay. on, um, you know, the name of the uh, location slips my mind at the moment. But um, the the second point that I wanted to highlight was um, the assumption that COVID vaccines prevent death from COVID. Yeah. Um, our organization, our doctors group, we published a chart that shows the uh, increase in death over time is completely unaffected by COVID vaccination. Um, if there were a successful vaccination program, if such a thing even exists, but if, if there were a successful vaccination program, then the line would not increase over time. Rather, the line would drop off and we would see a, dimin- a diminishing death. That is not the case with COVID-19. And then lastly is the assumption that the mainstream makes that the, and the radical left makes, which is that children after being injected with COVID vaccines are safer than being infected with COVID. But that's not true. The reality that we see, even in the government's own data, for example, look at the Pfizer clinical trial. There were zero cases of COVID in children who did not receive the vaccine. And in contrast, for children five years or older, the Pfizer COVID vaccine um, clinical trial found that the vaccine causes severe grade three systemic reactions. Putting it all together, what we have is the non-severe COVID in the unvaccinated group. You find one person for every seven who had a severe uh, systemic reaction in the vaccinated group, which makes the point, once again, you're more likely to suffer if you get the COVID vaccination. It is a terrible health choice.
And so which just um, supports my conclusion from the beginning that all of the government's reaction to this was all about seizing this virus as a, a, an excuse to, you know, seize control over our lives, our individuals, uh, individually, our homes, our families, parental control, our businesses, our jobs, all under the guise of public health. And this is not going to go away. Everybody's talking about Ukraine. I get it. Um, I, I saw a video of this little girl, Ukrainian girl, singing the song from Frozen and just about died today. Kill me. Just about broke my heart. But we but that doesn't mean that we we we've got to keep focus on what's happening in our own country, which is the a, 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 such a level of totalitarianism. They are not going to ease up on this. Are they, Mr. Glazer? We are being denied informed consent. They are lying to us so that they can inject us and ultimately get us into a system to where we have, where everything's digital, we've got these vaccine passports, and we can't maneuver through society without government telling us that we're up to date on our shots. That's ultimately what this is about. And how do we legally, you're an attorney, what is, I mean, we shouldn't have to be fighting for our rights to say no to be injected with with an experimental poison, but that's where we are. Where are we at in terms of your movement, in terms of informed consent, and the uh, and those who are unjabbed having our medical freedom? Well, there are multiple cases that are moving through the courts to establish, protect, and safeguard our legal rights, our constitutional rights to informed consent, to remain unvaccinated, to to remain natural. And these cases, as they progress through the courts, one of the consistent themes is that judges are hesitant to weigh in on the science. The judges prefer to rule on the law. Uh, For example, at the Supreme Court level recently, there was a case that challenged OSHA's authority, the authority Mm -hmm. of OSHA to mandate a vaccine. Um, The doctor's group that I was representing there filed an amicus brief, and we highlighted one of the points that you raised, that this is not a vaccine, this is a genetic injection. And also, many other groups presented the, the Supreme Court with great evidence showing that the vaccine is more dangerous than COVID and all sorts of very helpful points. But the Supreme Court did not address those points, did not address those scientific points. The court simply said OSHA lacks the authority Mm -hmm. to inject us, which has been a consistent theme in courts, federal courts especially, throughout the country. And then on top so, of it, they but and while saying OSHA didn't have the right to it, they then upheld that uh, the Biden administration could force it on federal workers. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so you know, so which didn't make sense because if OSHA didn't have the right to enforce it on anybody else, why would the why would the federal government have a right to force it on uh, federal workers? You know, um, but particularly right. in the health, particularly in the science mattered because that involved um, healthcare workers. Because any healthcare worker who worked for a hospital that got any federal money now didn't have a right to say no to these shots. And so we do not have, it has not been established yet. First of all, I think the U.S. Constitution grants me the right to say no. Um, but we, we still did not have the Supreme Court saying, you don't have the right. I don't even do, I'm not even sure. And I have to leave it here. I'm going to have to have you back so we can explore this further. Do they really need to know the science behind it? Should we really have to convince Sotomayor? I mean, she's already sitting there lying, saying 100,000 kids are on vents, right? Should we really have to convince these, you know, comma JDs what the sciences or just have them uphold the fact that no no government entity whether it's at the state city or, lo, or or federal level has the right to force me to be injected i think it's both 
I think it's both, and you're right on both points, that the vaccine has been proven to be harmful and natural immunity, being unvaccinated is healthy and good. You're more likely to live. You're more likely to avoid hospitalization if you're unvaccinated. And these these are key points that set the context for your constitutional rights. Okay. And and so in in that sense, they, they're gotcha. going to come together. And gotcha. I believe that we will ultimately prevail. Tell everybody how they can support uh, your efforts and your organization. Thank you. They can support us by visiting our website and reviewing our documents and sharing them. The website is physiciansforinformedconsent.org. Well, thank you so much. And thank you to those physicians. One of these California bills is about denying physicians the right to actually treat patients the way they want to treat patients. And um, that's an an abomination in in this country. Thank you for what you do. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Stay tuned. More coming up. Get more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Yes, I am. I'm only on till 7 p.m. every night. So you want to you want to get hold of me, share your thoughts on this uh, topic tonight. We were just talking to uh, attorney Glazer, Greg Glazer, uh, with uh, Physicians for Informed Consent. Uh, you want to weigh in on that topic, all these new California shot mandate laws or Ukraine, anything on your mind. Give us a call here. We get the AK comment line available 24 hours a day. 844-814-5227. That's 844-814. 814-KCBQ. All right. Uh, hat tip to Florida because they have announced that they are going to not recommend COVID shots for kids. Love it. Mainstream media going against, uh, I mean, this is the headlines. Florida is going against the CDC recommending that healthy children don't get the shots. Well, <laughs> you just said it in the headline. Thank you. Healthy children getting these shots. Why would they? There's nothing in the science. In fact, it's so contrary. I can't even, you know, it just makes me, I I, I hate to get aggravated at at angry at parents. And I felt like I was a little harsh against Democrats, but it is. It's like, you're a parent out there getting your kid injected with this. And I got to question your mental acuity because there's there's not only no science to support those shots, there's all kinds of science out there and information against it. Case in point, an MIT scientist, we all respect MIT, right? She said that it's worse than the disease and that children getting these shots will have a rise of neurodegenerative diseases like ALS and MS and beyond. We'll be right back tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Pacific time to share with you more. Peace out. Thank you all. <laughs>